Welcome to the Newson Health Menopause Podcast. I'm Dr. Louise Newson, a GP and menopause specialist, and I run the Newson Health Menopause and Wellbeing Centre here in Stratford-upon-Avon. Today I'm really delighted to introduce to you Petra Coveney, who's come up from London to the clinic today to record a podcast, so thank you very much for coming. You're welcome. We first met, I think, a couple of years ago at the British Menopause Society Conference, and um, this is quite a key moment for me, actually, because the NICE, the National Institute of Health and Care Excellence Guidelines, had recently come out, which is the first menopause guidelines for healthcare professionals in the UK. I had just opened my menopause clinic that I ran on my own in a hospital and I was really keen that women were given the right information to make the right choice for them and really have a very holistic approach to their menopause. And Petra, you were one of the few non-healthcare professionals there. And if any of you've met Petra, you'll see she has the most beautiful posture, a far better posture than most doctors who are always bending over their desks. And then you asked a question, and I thought, who is this lady? You're so calm and relaxed. And, and I thought, she can't be a doctor. And then you said that you were very interested in coming from it as a yoga teacher. So then we connected after, I think, I heard your question. And we've stayed in touch, and it's a real privilege because you've run some days here of yoga, and now you've developed this yoga and menopause course, which is just wonderful. So before we talk about the yoga and menopause course, tell me a bit about your background and how you've got to where you are now. Okay, so, and thank you for welcoming me here. It's always such a pleasure Aww. to come back to Newson Health and to see you. It just uh, lifts and inspires me every time. Oh, that's kind. So I came from a previous background working in a profession of communications, and I'd always practised yoga for 20 years anyway. And I'd used yoga as a way to manage my own health and mental well-being mm. as well, while I was raising children and working and living a very busy life, like you know most women out there. And there came a, a pivotal time when I was in my mid-40s, when I was going through perimenopause, but back in those days, and this is the dark age, you know, when perimenopause was not the word that, you know, trips off people's tongues as it does now. Nobody, no normal average woman knew what perimenopause was. I think a lot of people still don't. So just for those of you who are listening who might not know, peri is a medical term for around the time of menopause, menomenstrual cycle, pause, stop. So we know, most women know, and men hopefully know, that the menopause is actually a, a retrospective look back in time diagnosis when it's a year since the last period. Peri is around the time, so it's when menopausal symptoms start, but a woman still has periods, and periods often change in nature or frequency. And it can last several years, sometimes a decade, before periods stop. So we are talking about it more now because it's really important to know what's happening to your body, but also to consider having the right treatment as well. So sorry to interrupt, so carry on. So you were experiencing some perimenopausal symptoms. But I didn't know what I was going through. And this is actually, as you said, still common that women won't know what's happening to them. And some of the phrases you'll hear women say are, I feel like I'm going mad. I feel like I'm going insane. So it's not just, oh, what's happening to my periods? They're irregular. It's not just, am I having the occasional hot flush, Mm. which I didn't at first. 
It's why am I having a sudden surge of rage from zero to a hundred? Why am I feeling overwhelmed by the smallest things? Why is my digestive system completely conked out? I was sent, by the way, by my GP to have an internal investigation for cancer. And I said, I haven't got cancer. I know I haven't. Something is going on. I think it's to do with my hormones. But back then, nobody had made that connection with your hormones. All these things were happening in my body, and I had no idea what was going on. And I went to my GP, and I had the blood test, because back in those days, that was kind of all that was available to you. And uh, the GP confirmed, yes, You're going into perimenopause. You're not quite there. Come back when you're in menopause. And I said, well, what can I actually do or how can you help me? Well, there's nothing because back in again in those days, Mm. doctors were very reluctant to offer women HRT, hormone replacement therapy, Mm. as you've well documented. Mm. And I said, well, I'm feeling really lost. I'm feeling really afraid. I don't know what's happening to my body, my mind, my emotions. It's affecting my relationships with my partner, my relationships with my colleagues at work, my relationship with myself. And I said, is there any support group, anything out there? Nothing. Nothing. And I said, well, could I set one up? And, you know, I practice yoga. Could I set up a a women's support group so that not only would I feel supported by other women going through menopause, but that we could learn from each other and I could support them too and maybe practice some yoga breathing or techniques, that Mm. kind of thing, meditation. And unfortunately, that wasn't available at that time. And my GP was very kind of sceptical about, well, how is yoga going to help with something which is a hormone deficiency? So I felt very isolated and was unable to reach out to my sister, my friends, my mother. My mother had passed away. Nobody else around me had gone through menopause. I was in complete ignorance. Mm. So instead, being the practical kind of person I am, I decided to do my own research And so I sought books out from all over the world. Mm. I reached out to teachers in Brazil and Germany and all over the world to try and gain their knowledge of how to manage these symptoms. I knew instinctively that there were issues around nutrition and I sort of changed my diet. Mm. Because I had practiced yoga, I looked to the yoga community to Mm. give me support. So I sought out books and teachers going right through hundreds of years who were providing information that could be helpful. And also, I don't know if you can tell, but I am part uh, Chinese. It's not necessarily evident. But my mother was quite distinctively Chinese. And I think also I've sort of drawn that Chinese Mm. aspect into my life as well. And so when I was pooling together this knowledge and information out there through the decades of wise women and other teachers, I wanted to draw together medical knowledge so I knew what is happening factually to my body but I also drew on yoga Mm. from India and I also drew on traditional Chinese medicine and qigong from the Chinese side Mm. and so what I've done is I've pulled this all together to create a a practice that supported me through my own menopause Mm. but that I also then broadened out so it was more applicable to a wider range of women Mm. And that's what I've been teaching since 2016. I've been teaching one-to-ones, classes, workshops. And I came to the British Menopause Society 
as a member in 2018 when I met you. Mm. But I'd actually previously been attending various meetings where I wasn't a member. Yes. And hearing about menopause and different studies across the world. Mm. And I knew this was what I wanted to learn more about. Mm. I also knew that this is where I wanted my work to be. Mm. So when I qualified as a yoga teacher full time, I decided this was going to be a kind of new direction for me Mm. to help support other women going through menopause by drawing together the best of the West Mm. in terms of medical science and the best of the East in terms of well-being and to combine it. So that's a very long answer to say that when we met at the British Menopause Society Mm. Conference, it was this beautiful confluence of coming together Mm. where I could not believe my luck that I'd finally found a doctor, an expert in her field who hadn't shunned or didn't shun yoga and well-being you saw the value and you brought it together and that was a light bulb moment for me yeah well I think it's so important and I think what's very interesting is that there is so much now about wellness well-being whatever you call it and it is a bit of a trendy term yoga as you know one of my teachers James Critchlow has taught for decades before it became trendy now yoga is quite trendy as well so we've got these trendy things going on And it's very easy to get caught up feeling that we're not doing the right thing or we should be doing something or it's got to have the right label or you've got to dress the right way so you can do a certain yoga class. Whereas actually it's about what's right for each individual, isn't it? Which is so important. And yoga is is quite a personal thing really because there's so many different types. And wellness is very personal. How do you define well? And as a doctor... For me, it's not so much treating illness, it's preventing illness. And if we can change that mindset, which is something I never learned as a medical student, isn't that good? And medicine is great, but you can't just give someone a medicine and tell them to carry on smoking 20 a day, go to McDonald's, sit on the couch every evening and don't do any exercise, because that's only half of it. But at the same time, you can't tell someone to exercise all the time, eat beautifully, but ignore the fact you've got diabetes, so don't have insulin. So it's a big Venn diagram, isn't it? So I think it's very unique in what you've done because you are embracing all the information, which some people don't. They go on one tunnel, don't they? And there's certainly a lot of variation between yoga teachers as well, like there is with doctors. So I know the response that you've had has been very positive, hasn't it? The feedback you've had from your work so far. It's been wonderful. And just to say, you represent the modern Western medical science, (laughs) but you've embraced well-being Mm. and yoga and all those aspects. And I'm just on the other side. And I think it's about saying they don't have to be mutually exclusive. They can come together in a a holistic way. And again, that's one of those words that may be overused these Mm. days, but holistic just simply means the whole bringing it all together why should you have to just have one aspect and not the other and the benefits of hormone replacement therapy Mm. are enormous they're Mm. tremendous in so many different ways so why would I say just do yoga Mm. just do meditation Mm. when that could be depriving women of various health benefits from taking uh, various hormones that Mm. they need one of the wonderful pieces of information 
that I received as a member of the British Menopause Society are the guidelines. And the guidelines state that GPs should treat every woman as an individual because their experience of menopause and their hormonal needs are going to be completely different. Mm. And this for me is a very exciting thing to hear because it actually taps into what we try to achieve in the yoga practice, which is a deeper self awareness Mm. you know what do you need physically mentally emotionally yourself as this unique human being that you are and we can talk a little bit more about what menopause yoga is as Mm. compared to other forms of yoga but it was just to mention that and um, Mm. also Louise I know with your yoga practice how long have you been practicing yoga Uh, since my oldest daughter was a baby so 17 years but I did take time off obviously because I've got three children so I couldn't do it the same intensity certainly when I was pregnant and I had staring sections so I had to be careful after but I have done it for a long time but it's something that if you told me I had to go for a run twice a week I would just find an excuse not to do it but it's something that I actually really enjoy to do and the more you do the better you become but also the more you can get out of your practice and now as you know I am incredibly busy I've never worked this hard but I still have time for yoga because if I don't my mind goes my body will soon go and my brain you know it's so it's very important for me even more important which sounds a bit weird than it was when I was less busy. And that's coming from a person who I know eats very healthily, <laughs> eats really good food and has a, a wonderful home life mm. balance and yeah. feels fulfilled in their life. And yet you still need the yoga. And yes. I, that's where I come from as yeah. well. What I think is really interesting, though, is how we change over the course of our lives. Yes. You were mentioning earlier that there are different types of yoga. There are. Mm. And there are different types of yoga and teachers for different times in your life. I'm just going to... Well, I'm going to ask you, what kind of yoga did you start off doing? Yeah, well, I've always done Ashtanga yoga, as you know. But actually, the first class I went to, it was only because I could fit in with the timing of childcare when my husband was home from work. So it was just at the gym. And this teacher, when I went and I said, I'm new to the class, he said, well, you do know Ashtanga is the most physical, most powerful, most strenuous form of yoga. I went, oh, no, I knew nothing about it. So we were doing the primary series, and if some of you know the primary series, it's very hard. Every breath is a different movement, and then you end with some finishing sequences, including a headstand. And I was just looking around the room thinking, what on earth? What are these people doing? And I remember coming home and saying to my husband, what? They're bending and twisting. I've got no idea. I'll never do this. But there was something about it I quite liked. So I did this class for a little bit, but the yoga teacher was very dynamic, very quick. He could do all these positions. And I ended up feeling a bit inadequate because I couldn't do all these positions. So then I actually went to a different class and then met James Critchlow. And he said, Louise, you seem to be quite good, but you're racing. Take it back. It doesn't matter what you do or how you look, it's how you feel. And so he took my practice right back and I've stayed with him and I've seen him most weeks for the last 16 years. But he has been incredible. And actually every time I've had an operation, because I've had sections, but I've also had other operations, it's been a great time to regroup. And like I'm sure you know, recently I had a hysterectomy and I went back very, very slowly And now I'm feeling loads better and I could do a proper full practice, but I'm still taking it slowly. And sometimes, as you know, when you're 
practice changes, you think about different things. So I like being able to play with my practice a little bit as well, because a lot of people will say, oh, well, I, yoga's fine, but I want to do an exercise where my heart races or I get sweaty. It's like, sorry, have you not done, you know, yoga? And every practice is a different feeling, isn't it? So it's great to experience different ways and different feelings. So I've stuck with Ashtanga yoga, but sometimes we do a bit of secondary series as well as primary series. But it just, I think it works for me and I'm very regimented in my way that I live so I'm sort of scared of change but I have dipped in and out of doing other you know if I'm away on holiday I'll try something different as well. And it's so interesting to hear you talk because the Indian holistic healthcare system is called Ayurveda. Yes. And in Ayurveda there are three body and mental types of being. Mm. One is Kapha the other is pitta, and the last one is vata. Mm. And during the course of your life, generally you associate kapha with youth, you associate pitta with adulthood, Mm -hmm. productivity and reproductivity, and you associate vata with older age. That isn't to say that that's exclusive, Mm. but that tends to be the journey we go on. However, each and every one of us is unique, And we have a a different uh, balance of those kind of elements within us. So kapha is associated with water and earth. Mm -hmm. Pitta is associated with fire, dynamism, (laughs) action. Uh, Vata is associated with air and creativity and imagination. So interesting. And in actual fact, we need all of those within our body, but we need to find a little bit of balance. So the kapha is very grounding and nurturing and supportive. But when it's out of balance, it can become sluggish, Mm -hmm. heavyweight, slightly depressed, low mood, you know, low energy. Pitta can be dynamic, leadership, so full of action and energy. But if it's out of balance, it can become full of rage and anger and overheating, which is an irritability, which is interesting. And Vata, when it's in its balance, it's creative and imaginative, which we all need that inspiration in our lives. But when it's out of balance, it can become that sense of being blown away like a leaf blowing in the wind, Mm. feeling overwhelmed and lost and confused. So what I find really interesting about looking at you, you're physically, you are pitta. (laughs) But you are pitta bordering on vata. And I know you, Louise, I've been working with you for several years. And I know that you have this amazing dynamism. You have this fantastic leadership which draws people in around you to work in these wonderfully supportive teams to deliver the inspirational things that you want to achieve. But that inspiration comes from the vata imaginative side. When I'm working with women going through menopause, they have all these different Mm. elements or constituents within themselves, but we are all moving towards vata. And so I help them to use yoga breathing techniques, Mm. meditation, mindfulness, cognitive behavior exercises to help them to find that balance. Mm. And so we have different yoga practices for each woman's need. And again, that taps into that medical aspect, which is every body is unique. And I think that's, it's just so important because we do change and there are some days where we feel we're going to conquer the world. And other days we think, oh my gosh, it's an uphill struggle. And 
actually around the time I met you, I was experiencing some perimenopausal symptoms, which I had not diagnosed in myself. I thought it was because I was working too hard. And I found my yoga practice really stiff, really hard. My joints were sore, my muscles were stiff. It wasn't fluid. As any of you who do yoga know, if you have a lovely practice, it becomes quite fluid. And there's something quite beautiful about being on your mat, just focusing on what you're doing rather than everything else that's going on in your mind. And I just thought, oh, this is horrid. I'm not enjoying it at all. I feel very brittle. I feel stiff. My brain is just not working properly. And I thought, what a shame. I'm 46 and I'm going to have to stop doing yoga because it's not doing anything for me. How little did I know that it was because my low hormone levels were affecting me in this way and my sleep wasn't good, again, because of my hormones and my diet was still good and I thought, I don't know what else I can do. It was really, really frustrating and I can see and hear more and more the women that I speak to experience similar frustrations. And then if someone has never done exercise or certainly never tried yoga and then we're sitting here saying menopause and yoga is great it's really hard to start something when you're perimenopausal or menopausal because often your motivation is low, physically your body's changing. So it can be really hard, can't it? And I think sometimes even just learning how to breathe properly or how to switch off, you can get from seeing certain yoga teachers like yourself. And that's a step in the right direction, isn't it? Absolutely. So we know medically factually that stress exacerbates Mm. all of the main menopause symptoms so if you can learn how to calm your nervous system Mm. by using really simple easy to learn breathing techniques very simple mindfulness practices that just make you more present Mm. then you don't even have to worry or think about am I doing this yoga pose By calming your nervous system, by focusing your mind, you are then able to make healthier, more focused decisions. Yes. And I think it's very important. I mean, we, as women, we love to be able to multitask, don't we? And I have so many things going on in my brain, but actually yoga's helped me focus on here and now. So, you know, at the moment I'm doing the podcast with you and that is all that matters. So whatever my children are doing or whatever the emails are or the Instagram stories or whatever, it's irrelevant because I'm here with you. And yoga is very good at focusing the mind and not just yoga, but I think like you say, meditation, which scares a lot of people or mindfulness, which again, a lot of people don't know what it means. And some of these things, it doesn't matter what they're called. It is about switching off Focusing your mind, sometimes just concentrating on yourself is really important and your breathing. You know, just sometimes having 10 seconds out of a busy day can really make a difference. And this is very much the message that I encourage in Mm. menopause yoga. So without sounding cliched, I encourage women to take a pause. Yes. Take a pause in their lives to take a breath. And even if all they do is take one breath at a time, they are then calming the nervous system and focusing the mind. I encourage women to take a pause out of their lives because we have reached the middle of our lives. Mm. We are living longer. And to step back and reflect on where they've been living their life, how they've been living their life, what 
is no longer serving them, what is no longer supporting them nutritionally, physically, emotionally, mentally, relationship-wise. So take a pause and reconnect with yourself. So a lot of the time, especially in the modern world, we are focused externally on all the stimulation around us, the phones, the computers, the noise of the traffic, the jobs, the people... But actually, we need to come back into ourselves, refocus into ourselves, reconnect with that stillness that we all have within us, and listen to that very intuitive voice that all of us have within us that will help us to nurture and nourish ourselves. Mm. So just simply taking time out to breathe, focus the mind can help you to reconnect with yourself and In the menopause yoga teacher training, we also encourage women to come together. Mm. So we create these women's circles, something which I didn't have when I was going through my perimenopause. And in those women's circles, we share our experiences so that we don't feel isolated Mm. and alone. And in those women's circles, we share knowledge because we don't realize how much we do actually know. Yes. We know things about ourselves, but we know things about nutrition or other aspects of our lifestyles that we can change. And by sharing that information, we realize that we have this inner wisdom. You know, people look in Western society at women in their middle years and older as in some ways kind of past it, Mm. losing their sense of value and you're losing your sense of what your identity is in society in your relationships, in your families. But we can change that view, that perspective of ourselves and actually honour this wisdom, this wise woman within us and uh, look to how we can support other people as well. In the yoga practice, we call the self-study where you write a journal and start making connections between your habits and behaviors and how you feel we call that swadhyaya and i've created a journal to help people to write down what they've eaten what they've done today what exercises they've done how they feel and make links between those things and their symptoms also through swadhyaya which is the self-study we look at how you can develop your life in a way that's going to sustain you and support you in that later stage of your life. Mm. So one of the ways I like to describe it, Louise, is imagine that you were moving into a little bijou apartment, all of your own. And that might be a little apartment with a view of a garden or a field or the mountains, or maybe it's looking out onto the sea. It's your favorite bijou little apartment. Would you want to take into that lovely new apartment all of the luggage, baggage, the wardrobes, the kitchen sink? Would you want to drag that into this new small space? Or would you want to leave some of that behind so that you had a lovely open space for you to Mm. relax and enjoy and be happy? And that's really what I'm saying is leave behind any negative behaviours, habits, ways of being, relationships, which are no longer supporting you and serving you. Which is really important, isn't it? Because having positive energy 
it's good for ourselves, but actually when we're with positive people, you feel happier, you feel more positive. So it has a big effect on everyone. So just before we finish, just briefly, your the menopause yoga course that you're doing, this is for yoga instructors, isn't it? to develop and learn so just tell me briefly about what that is because it's the first in the UK isn't it? Well this is what's been really exciting so I've been teaching menopause workshops and classes in other places it took me a very long time to Mm. be able to do this because back in the dark ages menopause was a dirty word that people didn't even like to talk about even in yoga studios so they didn't allow me to run these workshops Mm. Then there was a turning point around the Me Too movement where women started to come out onto social media and say, actually, I'm going to talk about this, this and this, and no one is going to shut me up. That was an extraordinary period of time, and that led to some yoga studios then deciding, okay, we're going to allow you to come in and teach something called menopause yoga. But the turning point for me was coming up here just when you were opening this beautiful Newson House building. And you invited me in to teach just a, a short little workshop, which was well received. And so then I came up and began teaching workshops and classes up here. And as a result of that, the women, not just here, but in other yoga studios, they were saying to me, well, I really enjoyed that. That was great. Mm. But where is the local teacher that I can now practice with when I'm back at home? There aren't any, it's just me. Mm. And then the teachers, the yoga teachers who were coming to my workshops were saying, well, I love this, I want to teach this, have you got a training course? And I said, no, it's just me. And so I got badgered and badgered by various teachers and women, and I said, okay, let's just do this. So I went away and I refocused, re-researched, and using the medical information from the British Menopause Society and yourself and everything I knew from the yoga and well-being world, I pulled together a unique course and it is now accredited by the British Wheel of Yoga and Yoga Alliance Professionals, which are the two main... It is. an achievement. It's brilliant. It's never been done before. Mm. And what's wonderful is that both of these organisations have fully supported me in bringing this to women. It has run two courses so far, which were fully booked. Mm. They had a 100% positive feedback response. And the British Wheel of Yoga sent a quality assurance inspector to just check the quality of the teaching and the content and he passed it with flying colours. I mean, it was just such a lovely moment. And the first ever menopause yoga teacher training took place here at Newson Health. (laughs) It was a wonderful moment and it it couldn't have been launched anywhere else, Louise, because you are the embodiment of everything that I've ever wished to be part of, which is that bringing together Mm. of West and the East. Newson Health here in Stratford-on-Avon is this beautiful sanctuary which doesn't feel like a medical clinic. It just feels like the most luxurious Mm. spa that you'd (laughs) want to enter into. And the fact that you have a room where we can practice yoga with with a heated floor and lovely bright sunlight coming through. It absolutely could not have been launched anywhere else in the country. And what I just wanted to say is such a huge amount of gratitude towards you because you have inspired not just me but so many other women out there and it's not just that you're trying to raise awareness of menopause and doing it very successfully 
It's that who you are, your energy, your activism, and the way that you bring other women up with you. Yes, it's it's so important. You know, I couldn't do any of this work on my own. I have the most amazingly supportive husband, as you know, and family. But actually, I do it for women. And women, there's something very powerful. I'm not a feminist, but there's something very powerful about women working together. And also, there's so much negativity about the menopause. There's the stories that I read, you must have seen on some of my Instagram posts, really make me cry. But then it drives me to work harder. And then when people do say thank you because I've read something or I've done something that you've recommended, I now feel better. It's a really wonderful feeling. And the more we work together and complement each other, it's just wonderful. So it's great having people like you to work together. And as a doctor, it's very easy for people to think it's only about medicine. And it's clearly not. You know, menopause is to try and find the best for our next phase like you say in our life we don't know how long we'll be here but if it is decades it's got to be positive life's too short to um, not make the most of it exactly and just wanted to say that I've been so inspired by working with you and being here that it is my dream and we all need dreams don't we we need some inspiration in my dreams I would hope that I will be able to train enough women so that there will be a menopause yoga teacher in every town in the UK. So to have one in every town or every city at least. And that I hope that at some point other doctors, other GPs will invite yoga teachers into their health centres or their surgeries and offer this up just as I had hoped would be available when I was going through menopause so that's kind of where my drive comes from is to not have other women go through what I went through and so thank you so much well thank you so much for for everything your time so before we end I just want your three take-home tips in a very traditional way that I've seemed to have evolved with the podcasts um so three tips maybe for women who were like yourself in the past perimenopausal feeling alone, what would you say? Number one, pause, take Mm -hmm. a deep breath. All you have to do is take life one breath at a time. Mm. (laughs) Make it a slow and steady one. Everything is going to be okay. Secondly, take a pause to nurture and nourish yourself. As a woman, we tend to support and nurture and nourish all the other people around us whether it be families relationships colleagues Mm. take time now to look after yourself and nourish yourself Mm. because if your pot is empty you have nothing left to give to others Mm. so give yourself that permission and the third one is to take that pause to write your journal reconnect with yourself reconnect with those dreams that maybe you had when you were younger Mm. who says you can't still achieve those things and like a phoenix rising out of the ashes or like a a menopausal woman (laughs) rising out of a hot flush (laughs) you can not be reborn but you can redirect your life in a positive way it's not over one final thing to say on that in chinese traditional medicine Women who are our age and older are respected and revered as Mm. the wise woman. And women in places like Japan, they look forward 
to their menopause because they are respected in society and they don't have to do all other stuff they used to have to do when they were younger. And so changing your perspective on menopause can make you happier. They don't even have a word in Japanese yes. linguistics mm. for menopause because it doesn't have those negative connotations. And in Chinese traditional medicine, we go through these cycles where youth is spring, adulthood is summer, autumn is perimenopause, winter, the cessation of your periods is menopause. But if you change the way you live, change your relationship with yourself, you can then go into what they call the second spring. Brilliant. And that is a wonderful mm. place to be. That's where I want all of us to be able to go into, which is where I think you already are, yes. which is into your second yeah. spring. Brilliant. What a lovely way to end. So thank you so much. It's just been so informative and such beautiful language that you use. So thank you, Petra, for coming. You're very welcome, Louise. It's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you. For more information about the menopause, please visit our website www.menopausedoctor.co.uk.